and we're in Exodus 20. And you'll remember Exodus chapter 20. And in Exodus 20 we find in verse 22, And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall you make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice there on thy burnt offerings and thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen, in all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone, for if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered thereon. And you remember we looked for a little while at what it meant. An earthen altar, not an altar, made in any other way. He says, uh, it must thou shalt make an altar and sacrifice thy burnt offerings thereon. In all places where I record my name. Everywhere where God comes, there's one command. If it's the Lord God of heaven, there's one thing that's essential, and that is there is nothing that savors of idolatry. Nothing. He didn't want gold and he didn't want silver. He said, you're to build nothing like that, just earth. And there you sacrifice. And you remember we saw how it's coming down to our humanity and coming as we are, we're dust of the earth. But I just want to spend some time this evening before we pass on in looking at nakedness. Now nakedness is spiritual here. It's talking of spiritual nakedness. If you turn to Genesis 3 verse 7. He said, don't come up by steps that your nakedness be not seen. And one of the terrible things, terrible, terrible things, is if you look in verse 1 of chapter 3, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. 
And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now I'm sure you see the exaggeration on the serpent's part. He says, Has God said you shall not eat of any tree? And then the woman says, well, we mustn't eat of it or touch it. Now, God didn't say don't touch it. He just said don't eat it. And so the devil exaggerated and the woman exaggerated. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. That's the crux. Man always wants spiritual power. Man's heart is after spiritual power. And here was the woman being told, look, you'll be like God. Do it this way and you'll be like God. A man wants to be like God. In fact, man wants to be God. That's the strange, strange thing. He wants to usurp the place of God. And so the serpent says to Eve, he says, look, you'll be like gods. God knows that. Once you know good and evil... Once you understand, you'll be like God's. And that is the awful thing when a heart or a soul gets trapped into believing they'll be godlike. Watch out. When you suddenly find you're going to be godlike, so your heart says. I was talking with someone this week, and his whole idea was that he wanted to be. Perfectly free from every sin and difficulty. He wanted the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to set him totally free from the law of sin and death. So that the spirit came upon him and he was totally free. In fact, he wanted to enter into a place where he was living in total victory totally all the time. Or to put it in the more obvious sense. He wanted to be God. You see, the one thing we don't like is our humanity. And the thing that Eve didn't like was there was someone who was more powerful, supreme above her. That's the thing the devil didn't like. The most beautiful cherubim in heaven. And he looked and he beheld that there was a God who was more powerful. There was a God to whom everything bowed. And he didn't like it. And strangely enough, man has a way of getting himself to a place where he tries to reach up and take steps to make himself like God. You say, well, shouldn't we be Christ-like? Well, the truth is, no. We shouldn't. 
And that's the truth. So, well, shouldn't we be like him? No. Never. For to me, it seems obvious. Can someone just open that door on that one so we can breathe? It's getting a bit hot and foggy. And there's no need to expire. You get a free sauna when you come to the meetings here sometimes. Um, We don't need that. And that's one of the subtleties. I cannot be like Jesus. What I can do is I can have within my life and within my heart the Spirit of Christ. And that Spirit of Christ embodies his nature. And Jesus Christ can reveal his self in me and his Spirit in me. And the Son of God can be revealed in me. But the one thing that I won't be is Jesus. What has to happen is the cross has to work through my life. I have to die that his life might come forth. Paul wrote, I live, nevertheless, not I, but Christ liveth in me. But man likes to take steps and likes to find ways in which he can reach up into God and become like God. Well, once you start taking steps like that, the thing that gets revealed is your nakedness. You cannot be like God. You cannot ever become like God. God sent his son to redeem man because man basically is sinful. Flesh is sinful. And there is no way sinful flesh is going to become godlike. Adam and Eve thought it could be. The serpent told them it could be. They said, look, just eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil and you'll be as God. And they believed the lie. And so they took. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And when they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam, and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? Adam, how do you know? One of the strangest things of all is that we like to know what's right and what's wrong. I need to know what's right and what's wrong. A lot of people want to know what the will of God is for their lives. find a lot of people are always wanting to judge what's right, what's wrong. They need to know. They'll tell you they need to know. They come to me and they say, well, what's the will of God? Is it this or is it that? 
It is neither. The will of God is your sanctification. That's the will of God. It isn't doing this or doing that. It's just coming apart and letting his life flow in you. It isn't being anything. It isn't doing anything. I become the will of God when Christ's life is shown forth, irrespective of where I am or what I'm doing. The will of God is for the cross to work in my life, for me to submit myself to him, and for me to see that I can be nothing and he must be everything. There is no way into God. There's no way I can climb up. There's no way I can come and approach God and make myself on the same footing as God. God said on the altar, no steps. None at all. And yet, every heart that I meet, when I listen, I, t I was talking to someone this week, and when I really listened and really analyzed what he was saying, what he was basically saying is he wanted to be God. And that's what a lot of Christians really want to do. Be God. just strikes me, I can't remember in scripture who it was who rent his clothes. And said, am I God? It was the king of Israel. King of Israel uh, had um, Naaman sent to him to say, you know, here is this leper. Will you heal him? And the king of Israel had this leper come along and he rent his clothes and his complaint was, am I God? I'll tell you what, I know of a lot of Christians who think they are. Who think that when someone comes along who's sick, they have the power to heal. Well, I think that's a very, very dangerous thing. I know that God graciously sometimes uses people who pray for others to heal them, but I wouldn't like to say... I know that only God can heal. But it's surprising when you watch them and listen to them that it's almost them that do it. And we need to beware and take heed to ourselves. Don't ever get trapped in the thing of trying to lift yourself up to be God in your own life or over someone else. At the altar, there was one level. One level alone. No steps. No platforms, just one level. Everyone has to come to that level. You can't go upwards, you have to stay down on the good old earth. And the altar, that's not gold, it's just plain earth as well. You have to come down to what you basically are, and you have to worship God in reality. What he created, nothing man makes. Worship can never be man's contrivance. It's got to be the heart honesty. And I want to spend this weekend talking about that. That's all I want to say tonight, really. You know, it's no point in saying more than I want to say.
So I'll say no more. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love and your grace. Lord, and we want to open our hearts as we gather together over this weekend. Lord, we want to see our great need of you. And we want to see how much we need your spirit and your life to change us. Many of us have tried to climb up to you. We've tried to take steps. We've been told this is the way and that's the way into experiences. But it isn't. Men have given us formulas, but they don't really work. Lord, bring us to the place where we see that you alone can bring us in. That it's all of grace. That it's all of you. Lord, and open our eyes to see your graciousness, your love, and your keeping power, we pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, God bless you. It was a brief introduction, but if I go any further, uh, well, I didn't want to, so we won't. Okay, well, God bless. We'll meet tomorrow at 7 o'clock for half seven.